Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Joshua Suliruka here, your host of the Impact Podcast Show. Now, I've got another special guest on the other side of uh, this camera. Um, but guys, before I do introduce you to our next special guest, I would like to state two things. Number one, for those out there that are listening uh, through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, you know, um, I just want to say thank you for listening. And also to those out there that are listening or watching this on YouTube, I just want to say thank you all for watching. Make sure you guys like this video, uh, comment if you guys have any questions, and make sure you, you subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that bell button so that you guys can get the latest updates to our videos, and that will be cool. So that's the first thing. And the second thing I just want to state clearly is our mission, and our mission is simple. Uh, we're all about focusing on the one. So we want to focus on impacting one person. And so guys, if you get impacted by this um, uh, this episode, whether it's through YouTube or Spotify, please let us know on our um, Instagram page at the Impact podcast show and we'll be sure to share that for you and that will be cool and so guys um i am so excited i'm so excited to get into this and this is for me uh, something that i've been planning in like um the past couple months um you know this has been this guy's actually been on my heart to to kind of interview um based on his story I, I know that his story is really um you know really strong you know i follow this guy i've been following this guy for a couple a uh, couple months and i've been just hearing some of the sort like the small things about him both directly um, in terms of his, um, in terms of his uh, social media platform, but also indirectly, you know, his friends, um, especially at World Gym, because he's a personal trainer at World Gym right now, and um, he's actually at work. Uh, I know that for sure. He's at work at the moment. Um, you know, he's taking the time out to actually um, jump on the podcast. And so, guys, I'm excited, and um, I was going to share to you guys a, a, a little story as to how I actually got um, kind of connected to this guy. So, um, I actually done a video with um, Denzel. Um, he's actually my personal trainer and um, he actually, uh, I've done a video, I think around February or March, like a couple months ago before the COVID stuff happened and I ended up coming to World Gym. And uh, the funny thing about this story is I just came in just to do like a bit of, um, you know, video uh, on him. And then what ended up happening is straight after that, um, I ended up getting a bit of a following uh, from um, certain people from World Gym and um, Michael's uh, one of the other guys. Uh, one of the guys that I've seen that and have followed me through that. So uh, I was truly blessed because, um, you know, I've seen this guy's, um, you know, like his physique is like tremendous. <laughs> but not only that, but like just to see like such a such a uh, mighty man, um, you know, doing his thing. And I, I really wanted to take the time out to share that because I think it's really important to understand um, how, uh, like how I... Uh, am able to kind of connect with certain people like like Mark on the other side. And so, guys, I'd love to introduce to you all Michael Opana. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, so, firstly, bro, um, thanks for having me on your post, uh, on your podcast. Uh, so, just a bit of a background on myself. Um, 28 at the moment. I've been doing personal training for the past nine years. So, pretty much when I left high school, when I was 19. Um, competitive bodybuilder as well, amateur level, obviously. Um, and yeah, man, um, I, I do PT because, you know, obviously I've been through a few things in my life and uh, which is, you know, which really drives my passion right now. So uh, I'm not so much more for for it in, for the money reason, and more so because I'm so passionate about um, making changes in people's, people's lives, you know, so because I've been through quite a lot of stuff and I know what it feels like to turn that around into positivity and, and that's what I strive for. Um, so yeah, man, um, what, what would you like to know? <laughs> that's a great question man there's a lot that I would, I would love to know about you man um 
like we're, like we're going to get into talking a bit about your your story and also yeah. uh, i really want to know more about you know like how you got into the bodybuilding system because i actually shared this before we actually started this podcast i actually remember michael when he was this like yeah. when, he was, when he was a twig bro and this was like um, me because yeah. yeah yeah so this was like a while back um but like we went to funny enough we went to the same high school which is fairfield High school, yeah. like, that's how I remembered him. He was like this, like he was a twig at that time. And funny enough, like I still remember the videos, like way back. I think it was, bro. When did you start doing um bodybuilding, or when did you start actually getting into like, the gym? Like two thousand nine. Yeah, roughly around then. Because I remember, yeah. I remember seeing some of your videos, bro. Like yeah, way yeah. back when yeah. when you were like starting to build up, like not not to the physique that you are now, but I remember when you were like just starting to to uh, form. I was still pretty strong though. Yeah. <laughs> Back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, uh, look, so uh, I came to Australia in 2008, um, and it was term two of U10, I believe. Yeah, yeah term two of U10. And um, so for me, like, fitness was always a thing for me. I always enjoyed sports in school. I always looked up to, like, very muscular type of, uh, actors. So one of my favorites was um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, like when I looked at his physique, I was like, whoa, like that is something I, I truly want, you know? Um, and then um, I I used to watch now. Um, so because of my background, I'm, I'm pretty mixed. So I just give you guys a quick rundown of my background. So you know, my mom, she's half Fiji Indian um, and half Fijian. And my, my dad is a Cook Islander. So back home, we used to watch a lot of Bollywood movies and yeah. like one of the guys from the Bollywood movies, his name was Salman Khan. And like, dude was ripped. Like, you know, and I was like, like, that's my favorite actor. And he was my favorite actor because like, because of the body he had. You know? Yeah. So I kind of like always had that in me as a kid. Um, and what really drove me was um, now being Polynesian, you, you, you probably know yourself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like everyone's just, like big and massive, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, that didn't exist. I was just that like, skinny kid. And no matter what I ate, I just remained that way. So like, because my cousins always like nagged me, like, you know, um, it kind of drove me to sort of want to do more. So it's actually, that's so when, when I came to Australia in 2000, Um, so when I came here, uh, my school actually had a little gym. I don't know if you remember. Bro, I full remember, um, bro. It's yeah. fully changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, and then the more I saw, the more I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I kind of just, uh, picked it up from there. And then, um, I started watching a lot of YouTube videos. Because back, back home in the islands, uh, it's like, you don't have access to, uh, internet as much, but... Over here, it's like totally different. So I started watching a lot of YouTube, started following like Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, and like all these other guys. And I'm like, like, whoa, this is amazing. This is like something that I really want to do, you know? Um, and then I just kind of went with the flow, man. I just kind of went where it took me with it, you know? And then as soon as I finished high school, kind of got more serious with it. Um, and I decided that I wanted to compete because like I felt like, like, yeah, I'm in the gym now. But I wanted to know what was next for me because, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person, like, I always want to see, like, okay, yeah, I've accomplished this. 
uh, what's what's next for me, you know? So kind of competing was kind of the next thing for me. And then the next thing from competing was becoming a PT. Yeah. So now, now that I've been in the industry for about nine years, um, uh, I've already questioned myself what, what's next for me. And I'm, I'm in, in, in the process of planning that. Um, so it's all happening now. Um, so, yeah, man, I just kind of went with it and see where it took me. Yeah, no, that's amazing, bro. That's amazing that you share that because uh, just imagine if you didn't, hey, just imagine if you allowed your cousins yeah, yeah, yeah. or the, let's say, the intimidation um, game play, yeah. play on you. Yeah. I don't think you'd be in the position that you're in right now. Yeah, exactly, 100%. So, I mean, there's all these underlying issues that I never was able to identify until I was more of a mature adult now. Yeah. Uh, you realize, like, when you're growing up, you go through all these things that don't make sense to you, but they actually build your personality and your insecurities are sort of built around the people that you grow up with, you know? Um, and and that's and it, it kind of indirectly impacts you without you knowing it. Yeah. You know, so like for myself, like I was, yeah, I was a skinny kid. Then I'd always get teased by my cousins. Back then, like I was like, oh, it's it's really nothing, you know. But as you start to grow older, like these these are like underlying issues that contribute towards your insecurities. Yeah. So kind of you feel like you're skinny forever, you know. Like no matter how yeah. big you get, you know. Like even though, like sometimes, I, even now that way I am now. I still kind of get into that mindset, but like yep. I always look back at how far I've come. Yeah. You know? So, but the good thing for me was like um, to be able to identify, you know, all the things that made me who I am today. Yeah. Um, and 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 through that, because I was able to identify all of that through that, I'm now helping other people um, reach their goals. You know, because when it comes to like health and fitness. It's not, it's more than just about looking a certain way, you know, like mentally, if you feel healthy, then like actually nothing else matters, you know, like I'll give you a quick example, right? So now I grew up with social media, if you, and I'm 28, so if you look at a generation that's younger than me, they grew up social media through their whole life. Yeah. And now because social media is around, um, Everyone is obsessed with how they want to look because social media creates this normalization of mm-hmm. how you're supposed to look, right? Yeah. So right now, the, this generation, we're obsessed with how you want to look. But let's look at our parents or our grandparents. Do you think they care about how they look? <laughs> I don't think so, right? It's because <laughs> no way, they, they, didn't grow, they didn't grow up with social media. So like, there's, there's no that, there's, there wasn't that normalization kind of thing that you need to look a certain way. To be accepted into society, you know. So, um, through like whatever I've been through, I've taken that onto myself, and I'm helping other people to like, you know, helping them realize that health will always start from mental first. Oh, 100 percent. Before you can go anywhere, you know. If you feel amazing, then you like you don't need to worry about how, how you look anymore because everything just falls into place by itself. Yeah. You know, if you're feeling amazing all the time, just everything, it just falls into, into place itself and just everything follows through. So, I mean, yeah, man, um, I've been I've been through, like, a lot more stuff. So uh, I want to share 
with you guys um, a few of the things that I've been through and um, what actually drives my passion now. And like I was so earlier, I was talking about my insecurities. So and I'll, um, and just just the pre warning. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to go real deep. Yeah, right? come on, man. And and, and you know, like, I'm not scared or afraid or embarrassed to talk about any of these, you know, uh, because I'm proud of who I am today. Yeah, come on, I man. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't I be it. I wouldn't be who I am today without all those things happening to me. You know, so so bullying was one thing I faced uh, growing up. Then um, my parents were never around, so I actually never met my biological biological father until I was 18, you know? Yeah, well. And, and growing up, I always questioned myself, what is wrong with me? Like, why doesn't my dad like me, you know? So it's kind of like, like an attachment problem. And then that attachment problem created an addictive behavior, you know? But how you want to, like, use the addictive behavior, I, I changed it into positivity, and I put the addictive behavior into being addicted to health and fitness. And at the same time, when I'm saying addicted, I like don't take it the wrong way. Like I was addicted in a good way. Like I'm not being overly obsessed. Yeah. But like trying to maintain a good balance where, you know, life is good. Um so, you know, that was one thing. Then uh my mom, uh, because she was always trying to support me. She was working all the time, so I actually never saw my mom. Yeah, you know, well. I knew she was my mom. Um, also, like, because my mom was always working, and my mom was pretty young when she had me, so she'd be always out with her friends and partying and whatnot. And I don't hold nothing against her. Like, I love my mom to death. You know? Like, she did everything for me, and I saw that. Um, but also, like, it was actually, I was spending so much time with my auntie I started calling her mum and I called my mum by her name. And everyone's like, yeah, well, no, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not your mum. You know, that's your auntie and that's, that's your mum. I'm like, well, everyone calls her mum. Isn't that my mum? You know? Yeah, well. So, yeah, yeah. So it kind of creates, like, it's an underlying issue. Mm. And it, it creates this behaviour. Because you don't have that love and attachment when you're young, your mind will seek it later on in life as an adult. And that's what creates addictive personalities and behaviors, right? And and that's when you see people like getting addicted to drugs or alcohol, gambling, a, a lot of things, you know. So if you're able to uh, point out like you know these these little issues, you can take you can change it and turn it into positivity, you know. And, and that's what I've done. I've changed it into positivity, and now I'm helping other people change their lives, you know. Um, another one was like so. So uh, this has all got to do with body image, right? <clears throat> now, as a little kid, um, I, got always, I always got sexually abused. And, and the worst thing was um, it was by my own cousin. Yeah, the wow. Is, like, yeah. So I'm not sure if, if you know, but in, in, in Poly, like the Polynesian culture, <laughs> like, you, you can't really tell your mom. You know, because like you fucking, you think you'll get like you know hit or you get a hiding bro, hundred percent bro. So you actually just keep your mouth shut and you don't say nothing, and then but at the same time it creates all these like body image issues, you know, because like at the time you don't know it, but you know it always comes back down to, um, you know, it, it creates all these negativity in your brain that you're not aware of, and then. Yeah. 
and then you you start to react trying to you know get that away from your mind but you actually don't know it you know and then it comes off as like again like gambling or drugs or alcohol or whatever it, it may be you know um yeah. so yeah man um and then i think two years ago i went through like a very very tough breakup and it was like really difficult for me because like i was with this girl for about eight years wow um and i have i have a daughter now with her and oh. it is actually the most beautiful thing that's ever happened to me right? um and for for my ex like i have so much love for her like not not as in like i'm in love with her to be with yeah. her but like like i i have so much love and respect for her because you know not only because of the time that i've been with her but also because of the fact that she's the mother of my child as well um but it was it was for me it was a gift from god yeah, and uh it was it was it was life changing you know, because um uh once i did compete in everything i stopped for a bit um i wanted to live my life because i was so restricted with training and whatnot and i let myself go way too much um yeah. so i went through like this really really bad breakup and then it like mentally i was i was giving up every single day you know um not knowing that all the things that i've been through in life had some kind of impact on yeah my thoughts and my feelings and how i was reacting but um i guess you know uh, everything happens for a reason and uh and the best thing about everything was uh i actually found god you know oh come on and 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 uh, it, you know uh god saved me man that's like by giving me a daughter you know cuz like uh, i was literally at a point where i was questioning my life every single day like wow. i blamed myself for like literally everything you know so and then god saved my life by giving me a daughter and now like if you were to ask me was, is there a point in time in life that you'd want to go back and turn it around even though i've been through some tough shit there's not a single thing i would change because i would never be the person i am today if it wasn't for all of that wow so you know i've i've through everything that i've been through um i've thought about it and processed it and and you know i've applied it into how i can change all of that into a positivity rather than having a big negative impact in my life you know so yeah. i mean yeah man like it's it's a crazy story um and now and now i'm doing the job and i'm hoping people uh <laughs> kind of you know leave whatever behave, like badish or bad behaviors they've collected from their childhood or their past and turn it into positivity and create into something new bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but All right, before I get into anything, man, firstly, bro, I just want to say thank you, bro. Like, I, I knew straight away, man, that there was a purpose as to why I needed to um, interview you. I don't know. It was funny. You were on my heart, like, three, four months ago to get you on, right? But I guess I needed to kind of gain more clarity on myself in terms of the podcast, you know, what's the vision behind it, and just kind of get some people on, and I did, right? And you're, like, my, I think my 24th or 25th special guest, like, that has jumped on. and i i think about it right now if i if i if i had interviewed you yeah. like in the first few i don't think i would have gone this deep because the yeah. first few i was just kind of getting the gist of interviewing people and things like that 
But yeah. bro, I can't believe it, man. Like what you just said, bro. I'm I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm getting impacted by it. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I'm telling you right now, bro. I couldn't give a straight face. Yeah. Like my mouth was like, oh snap. Like bro, I literally feel for this guy. Yeah. But I was gonna say, man, thank you so much. And the really reason why I'm praising oh, you pleasure, for for, yeah, for yeah. opening up, man, is because number one, like I didn't actually I didn't actually have to ask you. You will like you like you done it freely. Like you end yeah. up fr- like you know yeah. willingly say you know yeah. what I'm just gonna open up about it. And I'm like, bro, that takes a lot of courage, especially as us as men, because there's a stereotype that we're very um, you know, hard and like macho man and especially for your physique too. You know, people probably look at you and be like, yeah, oh, this guy's tough. Yeah, 100% yeah. man. And to yeah. see you just become vulnerable and say, you know what, like I'm nothing and I'm literally going to share my story to literally impact people, bro. Really, actually, it's very touching to me. And, and like, especially uh, as a podcast. Yeah, and one of the reasons why I'm so open about it um, is because uh, like, I was saying earlier, we live in a world of where social media has such a big impact on our lives, right? Yeah. So um, we have people, normal people that follow influencers. Yeah. Now, if you were to go to my page and you look at the people that I follow, the only influencers that I follow are actually the people that I know in person. Otherwise, I don't follow any influencers. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Now, like I said, everything I analyze and I turn it into positivity, right? So I used to follow influencers um, and I analyzed it and I and I wanted to know how it was impacting my life. Yeah. So when I analyzed it, I saw that I was following all these influencers and what do influencers do? They promote products for certain companies, blah, blah, blah. Okay, one thing that I saw that influencers never did they never, like, it's very rare for an influencer to share their bad moments. Oh, right? 100%, bro. 100%, followers, man. The followers think that these people are living the best life. They have never have a problem in the day in their life. So, and then what happens is normal people compare their influencers' highlight reels, I'd like to say, to their, uh, whatever, like, like, you know, all their bad times, you know, because, yeah. like, they start to think, like, oh, like, I'm not good enough for society because, like, oh, look how this person is living. I think yeah. I'm pretty sure this is what normal looks like, you know, but not knowing that that influencer has just as amount of the same shit to deal with as the person that's looking at them, but it's just that because they don't share it, it's not normal, you know, so that's why I'm so open about, like, like my lifestyle and the things that I've been through because I want people to know um, that it, like stuff like this is normal, man. Like, you know, people go through shit uh, and it's normal and like it's okay to feel sad and yeah. it's okay to feel all the feelings that you have and that's just humans who have feelings. But it's what you do out of them is 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 what it's like. It's going to determine where you're going to be in your life. You know, so I've taken all this and I, and I was like, you know what? Like I need to... I need to step it up, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a better person. That's bro. That's amazing, bro. Honestly, bro. Like you're like kind of like the fair few, um, you know. Let's say influencers out there, because you do have a you do have a following um, happening on your social media that would actually be open enough. Like I, I, I bro, I totally agree on what you said because. Yeah, yeah. And like, so is that is that the reason why you you chose not to follow? Is it is that is that the reason why? Like in terms of like influencers. 
Um, so I actually unfollowed all the influencers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I, now how I perceive it is like, if I'm following an influencer, I want to know how that person is going to bring value to my life. 100%. Because you know what? We can, you can make all the money in the world and you can go spend it and you'll make that money back. But one thing you don't get back is your time. Oh, and, and we live good. in a time where we spend so much time on Instagram, YouTube, or whatever it is, just we spend so much time on technology and no one spends enough time to reflect back on themselves and how they can be a better person in their career or in their life or in their family or whatever it is they're trying to do. You know what I mean? It's, everyone's just kind of stuck and stagnant. And, um, and one thing you don't get back is your time. So, like, why would you want to waste so much time on, on Instagram and stuff? Like, I'll look back at how much I used to use Instagram and sometimes I'll get like, you know, like 38 hours, 32 hours a week. And like, I'm like, shit, that's a full-time job. Like, I've, I've got to do something, you know? Legit. So, yeah, yeah, man. And um, that's, that's, so, so that's why I, I decided, like, you know, I need to analyze. I need to step it up. Um, and I need to put my focus where um, not only I'm being more positive about myself, but also to others as well. So, yeah, man, and, uh, and my following comes from, so, I mean, Instagram's been around for quite a long time. Um, I've competed uh, several times, you know, um, so I know people from there. Uh, I've worked at several gyms. I've trained at several gyms um, all over Sydney and stuff. I was born in Fiji as well, so, like, all my, I've got a lot of cousins there and whatnot, and there's a few in New Zealand. So it's like, you know, every time someone posts something on their story and tags me, it kind of brings attention always back to my social media kind of thing. So that's sort of how I got all my um, following base. You know, it's just like word of mouth, like, hey, this guy's my trainer, you should go check him out. And like, they'll be like, oh, okay, like maybe I should follow him. And that's so, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> bro, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy, man. And bro, thank you so much, bro, for sharing on and, and like even this this like the social media side because I think that's a really um like let's say ta- taboo kind of um yeah, topic yeah. to talk about. You know, not like not many people want to talk about that. Uh reason being is because they're actually in it. You know, they they get like kind of like that self kind of gratification, the instant gratification, the fulfillment that um that yeah, that they're trying to because like I, I work with kids, right? I work with um primary school kids out of primary school. And um, the one thing that's becoming a big issue is they're obviously their self-esteem and their self-image. And what they're doing is they're going on TikTok and going on like on um, you know Instagram and stuff like that, trying to seek gratification. But the only thing is, I've learned that they don't know. They don't know that that's the thing that they're driving driving on. If that makes sense. Yeah, because because they're not mature enough. So like you know they don't understand it yet. Yeah. So, I mean, like, for me, it, it kind of took me, like, it took me to get to my lowest point to be able to try and dig up from there on and identify all of that, you know. So um, that's why I'm here trying to help everyone, man, you know. So um, there's one thing that I do in my PT that I've just recently started doing and I, I haven't, like, done it all the time. But now I do a lot of mental assessments. Nice. So I always ask my clients, like, okay, I ask them very personal questions, and I tell them, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm asking these personal questions not because 
I am being nosy into your life and your business, but it's because I want to know where you're at mentally in life so that me as a coach, I can help you a little bit better because, you know, everyone's been through some shit in their life. And I've been through some, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life too. And, and this is how I've done it. So maybe if you try this, it could possibly work for you as well. You know, so I ask them questions like, oh, okay, so um, what made you like, like, like just um, stop your meal plan and go eat all out and they'll tell me and I'll be like, okay, so why did you stop? And they'll be like, oh, because I had a check-in with you or they'll be like, oh, I stopped because I felt sick or whatever, you know. But whatever the, the answers are, it kind of gives me a perspective on where they are with their fitness goals and how important it is to them. Yeah. And then I can always challenge them to do better um, or help them uh, in terms of like, you know, I, I give them like, okay, maybe you should try this next time and see if it works. And and it's been working amazing. It's been working wonders, you know. Um, so uh, that's, that's something new to me. Um, that's only because I've done this whole analyzing thing and whatnot. Um, and, and to be honest with you, like, I never, like, I never thought of this idea. I never Googled this idea. It kind of just came just out of nowhere, honestly. <laughs> just one day I was sitting with my client and they, they had like really bad results. And I just started asking them random questions about their life. And then I figured that like when they were answering me, I came to a conclusion that I was actually helping them. Yeah. Like, okay, so th- this is this is pretty good. So I kind of like started practicing a little bit more, and it's it's like it's working really really good, you know. So um, if 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 there's any trainers out there, or personal trainers out there, I highly recommend uh, you, you you do that kind of stuff as well because it works. So so that was that was the mental assessment, right? That you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bro, that is. I, I, I do believe that that helps out a lot um, in terms of um, like the training side, because I think, I think for people out there that are wanting to get like, let's say body transformation or wanting to, you know, become a lot stronger or wanting to lose weight. Um, all they're focusing on is the, the fruit, as I would say, you know, they're only focusing on the, the outward sides, but they're not really focusing on the insides. And I guess, I guess that's one thing that could really like make a big distinction between, um, like a PT going good to like one of the greatest out there, you know, I think I, I look at the, the PTs out there that I know it's like one thing that they do focus on is more about your lifestyle being like, how's, how's life going outside of training? Like, you know, and obviously having that bit of a uh, kind of like limitation, like, you know, obviously there's a certain boundary. You don't want to go too far out just having conversation and obviously there's confidentiality and certain things like that. And, and in saying that <laughs> while you're at the top, sorry to stop you. No, it's all right, bro. It's all right. Yeah. So you know how you said with limitation. So I never knew that limitation and this is what caused my breakup two years ago. Wow. I didn't know that, I didn't know that limitation. So wow. my breakup was because um, I had associated my feelings with someone that I worked with. Yep. Um, I mean, like, there was nothing physical, but it's still it's still wrong, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, so that that taught me like a very very big lesson, man. Like, you know, like that's my limit, and that's why that's where I need to stop. But um, if I wasn't to experience it, then I would have never known. 
hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent, man. It's funny you say that, bro, because I've actually heard stories, and like it's all based on true stories of of certain people, um, not really understanding the difference between like a personal relationship and a professional. Yeah. You know, those you know having that duality. Uh, that's something that I learned in, in uni. Just understanding, you know, when you're going to meet a, like a certain client, um, that at the end of the day, like yes, you got to try and have that personal relationship. You know, being able to kind of build that r- report or build connection, but you also need to understand that you're like you're wearing a title on you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for me, like being a being officer, um, I, there's only so much things that I can talk about with the kids um, in terms of my life. Um, but the same thing with me, I can't ask him all these personal questions. Um, because then there is some sort of an attachment in terms of emotions that can get connected. Yeah, yeah. So with, I mean, like with with the stuff that I do, um, even though where I am today, it is still difficult, man. Like, yeah, nothing comes easy. You know, like I I remember when I started as a PT, I was only nineteen. Um, now, when it comes to being a PT, you can either be self-employed, so you you're a subcontractor and you pay rent to the gym and whatever you make from the client to keep for yourself. Or you can go work for like a club where it's a 60-40 cut and they just pay you an hourly rate. But that hourly rate is not based on how long you spend at the gym. It's how many clients you train at the gym. So yep. you could be at the gym for about 40 hours and you only trained about 20 hours worth of clients, you only get paid that much. So yeah, wow. I just threw myself in the deep end and um, it was kind of like when I, I didn't know how it worked, but I just did it anyway, you know. So and and it was really difficult trying to get clients. And like imagine being 19 and trying to have all this knowledge about like people asking you questions and like you don't have that much experience, you know, and like you really don't know. And like I had to just honestly tell them like I don't know, like let me research it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll get back to you. Uh, so uh, some of them really appreciated that, that, that I was really honest. And then some of them were like, oh, like, you know, why are you PT for? Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, I could have easily, easily been disheartened and just walked away from it. But like, like, no, I was like, no, you know what? Like, this is something that was made for me. I'm going to keep doing it. So I yeah, come on. It. So when I, when I started, so I was like making like 400 bucks a week, but right? it was nothing, you know? <laughs> Um, but the the good thing was like I was living with my parents, so I didn't have much bills to pay. Um, so that was the hard part getting clients back then when I first started. So now yep. I have a very large base of clientele. But let me tell you this: you'd probably think I get clients like that. Let me tell you, it is not how it works. Now, <laughs> to get clients online is very easy. To get clients in person to train them one-on-one is actually still hard for me right now. And I'll tell you exactly why. It's because of how I look. Yeah. Now, I'm a very large person. So 110 kilos of pure muscle, right? I'm, I, I can come across as very intimidating. So for a person to try to approach me and because you've got to realize that person doesn't know nothing about me. All they can see is big muscles right? <laughs> they are scared. They are scared. They, they automatically assume like, Oh my God, like this trainer is going to scream at me, yell at me, make me vomit. Like they get scared. I'm telling you. So still to this day, it's really hard to get clients. Like, especially if it's females, like, like, and especially females with partners that are jealous. Oh, they, like, 
oh, why are you getting this PT for? Like, can't you go with that skinny? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so no matter how good you are, no matter how well you have succeeded in whatever you're doing, there's you're always going to find some kind of hardship. And it's just like, and it's not something to be, you know, taken negatively and let let it, let that be a, a setback for your for yourself. You actually need to keep see driving forward and see what you can do better and how you can approach it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I mean, you just got to put yourself out mm-hmm. there. This which which is what worked for me, you know. Um, but I I get labeled all kinds of names like you know like uh, like <laughs> I could go on forever, man. So I get all kinds of stereotypes, you know, like, oh, uh, like that guy's only that big because he takes steroids or whatever, or like, oh yeah, like he's the player or whatever it is, you know, because it just just based on how I look, <sighs> and um, and it's normal. People do that all the time. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, but but you can't let that get to you, kind of. Thing, yeah. You know? Like at you, at the end of the day, people will always have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Always, always, and you don't really have control over that. But what you have control over is your own thoughts and your own feelings. So it's it's up to you how you want to channel that energy, you know. So yeah, man. <laughs> bro, that's crazy, man. And bro, I love that you shared about like your like your body image and the fact that there was some clients that probably would potentially not sign up to you just on like the way you look. And I think a lot of people out there don't understand how difficult it is to be kind of big you know just being big in general like in terms of clothing you know it's like you have to get bigger clothing or um you know in terms of yeah not legit like they 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 don't really understand um like how how difficult it is especially for you bro like you just mentioned that like there was some clients that would say oh probably not or they probably wouldn't even approach you even though you're a good trainer they won't approach you just because the just just because of the way you look yeah yeah yeah, exactly, man, and um, and it's pretty like especially like I don't know if you can see in the video, but like you know, it's like all these veins and whatnot, and especially like now I've got this tattoo as well. So, like, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't help out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, even my tattoo, man, I just uh, uh, it has very deep full meaning to it. Uh, like I was talking to you about my mental health before. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I uh, and I told you like oh sometimes I get to that place mentally so for me it's like this tattoo is a reminder of who I am and what I've been through you know so I'm yet to finish the piece off anyway um just gonna put my daughter over here mad <laughs> um, and and it'll be done but yeah man um it, it's like I was saying like no matter what you do it's always gonna be hard sorry I accidentally played music <laughs> no it's all good it's all good it's all good. But yeah, man, I guess, I guess at this stage, um, both firstly, man, thank you for actually sharing a bit. Um, you've, like, like you've actually made my job a lot more easier, <laughs> uh, easier to work with, bro, uh, which is cool. But um, what I want to do now, man, is like um, there was one word that you mentioned and it was, um, it was setback. And what I want to do first now is, you know, one thing I believe in as, as a podcast host on the Impact Podcast Show is, um, is I always believe in this quote that before the glory, there is always a story. You know, before you um, being, you know, the PT that you are, because obviously, you know, in, in other people, they can probably see you as, you know, like one of the top top PTs around there. But for you, you're like, oh, I'm just a normal person, right? You know, like you're probably looking at yourself like I'm just a normal PT, but other people I may perceive you. I look up, 
even I look up to people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you got to realize like the people we look up to, they look up to someone too. <laughs> yeah. There's always like, yeah, there's always kind of like, yeah, yeah. There's always like a, um, in terms of a domino effect that like in terms of looking up to people. Yeah. And so what I want to do now, man, is, um, I want to go back. I want to go back to, I think it was probably like 10, 15 minutes into the podcast where you started to share uh, a bit about your background in, in terms of, I think there was three things that you mentioned, you know, three kind of, kind of setbacks that you went through. And so, um, I want to, I want to kind of dive into that because I, I want, um, I want people to understand the real side behind Michael Apana. You know, I want to know, I want people to know the kind of the realness behind, you know, th- that's the thing I love about doing, you know, running a podcast show, like the impact podcast show, because it's all about impact and it's all about finding ways to, um, you know, have people to be able to relate to you. So bro, can you, can you kind of share um, more specifically on the first, I think the first one you were talking about was your parents. The fact that you're like, like you mentioned that like, you like, like you don't really know much of your father. Could you, could you, could you kind of share a bit about that? Yeah, so um, so um, I wasn't ever planned. So my parents were never married. Yep. Um, they were just dating at the time. Um, and they were both pretty young and I wasn't planned. And the moment, uh, so this is what I know from what my mum has told me. Mm-hmm. At the moment when my mum shared the news with my dad, uh, he actually fled the country. Um, and I never saw his face again until I was 18. And that's when I was in Australia. His brother lived in Mossman. And then um, as a kid, when I was growing up, my mom dated uh, this guy, Matthew. And when I was in Australia, Matthew actually found me on Facebook. And then he's like, whoa, he's like, it's so crazy that I found you on Facebook. And he's, he's like, you're so grown. He's like, oh, he's like, have you met your dad or your uncles? And mind you, like, I don't, I don't even know how he is connected to my dad. But he started sending me pictures, right? And all I see is one jacked dude in a rowing boat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that's my man. Like, because, like, you know, like, when you're growing up and, like, like you're always hunting. I mean, I guess people that grew up without parents would only know this feeling. But you get this feeling like, oh, my God, like, this is like the person that created me, you know, and like I was like all kinds of like mixed feelings and emotions and I just wanted to meet him. So anyway, like I teared it up with him. I didn't ask him too much questions because like, like I just wanted to know who this person was. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and that was the first time I met him. I was 18 and um, is like, like I can still remember like every little thing in detail because that's how much an impact they had in my life. And yeah. Because it's so important to me. You know? it's like, I remember in, I remember everything in my head like a movie, like this, uh, like, you know, Toyota Hilux pulls up and um, there's like massive calves just come out of the Hilux, you know, in thongs. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, and I, and, I, and I see my dad, you know, and I was like, like, it was filled, my heart was filled with joy and excitement. I was like, I can't believe, like, this is my dad. He's jacked. You know? <laughs> dad is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so, and then, um, and then it was, it was great. Like, we went out. Um, it's it's crazy. I went clubbing with him, actually. <laughs> and, uh, a few drinks and whatnot. And then it was all good. And then and then he had to leave. And he went back to his country um, in Cook Islands. Then uh, as I started, like as an adult, you start to mature more. Then like 
I started thinking like, like, okay, now I know him and, and that was it kind of thing. Yeah. Like there was no more contact after that. So, I mean, as sad as it is, I can't hold that against him for the rest of my life. You know, like one of the things that I learned as a Christian is like, you can't really hold onto things on grudges. So, yeah. you know, like, like I, I forgave him, you know, and I wish him nothing but the best and all the happiness in the world. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, man, I, it was kind of hard. Like, especially in primary school and stuff, when the teacher was like, hey, guys, it's Father's Day. We're going to do a Father's Day card. And, like, I just, like, I was pretty lost, you know, like, I didn't know what to do. Um, and pretty much, like, any guy that my mom was dating or seeing, I want to call them my dad. Like, I'll tell my friends, like, oh, this is my dad. But actually, they're just dating my mom, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> But it's just, you know, it's just the innocent child's brain. Like, you don't really think anything of it. But now when I think of it, I'm like, oh, I was a ridiculous kid. I'm making anyone my dad. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, man, like, I didn't, I didn't let it get to me too much. Um, like, every now and then, yeah, but it's, it's, it is what it is. And I'll just let it go. So um, I do have a half-brother and a sister, which is, you know, they live in Cook Islands with my dad as well. Um, I have them on, on Facebook and whatnot, but um, I, don't, I don't talk to them. Yeah. The thing with that is, um, like, my dad calls me son, but I feel weird to call him dad. I don't know, because I never had that as a kid, you know. Yeah. So uh, even, even, like, my girlfriend's parents, like, um, when I met her mom, like, I found it so weird to call her mom by her name. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know if it's like an Islander thing or if it's just how I grew up. Yeah. So with her mum, I just call her mum because I find it easier to call her mum. Yeah. And then, but with her dad, I can't call him dad. Like, I feel weird to call him dad because I've never called anyone dad. You know? Yep. Like, I have to call him by his name. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, man, like, I just, uh, oh, I can't. What, what I am going to do, though, from that is, like, I want to make sure I'm there for my daughter. And Come on. Kids Come on, man. So, yeah, man. I just, I just want my kids to have what I didn't have. And yeah. And like, the love and me being being there for them, which is what I didn't have when I was a kid. Because, you know? like, money can't buy happiness, man. 100%. Yeah. And myself, I realize kids measure love through time and not what you buy them you know it's how much time you give them is how they measure their love with you this is amazing bro i swear i said this was meant to happen now and i'll tell you this why very funny enough you like the reason why i asked you about um you know your like to share a bit about your father was because i, I, I was in a similar position as you you know um, the only thing that was different was that i seen my dad here and there but he was never in the picture you know what i mean so yeah. I can I can relate I can relate to you in terms of being fatherless, like I know how it feels to be fatherless. So, bro, when you were mentioning about that, I'm like, bro, I can literally like resonate with you. You know, there was moments, even still to this day, where it hits Father's Day, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's all right. That's that's like it's just a normal day for me. You know, it's not as special yeah. as opposed to Mother's Day. <laughs> when it comes to Mother's Day, like, oh, bro, I want to spoil mom and. And, and all that jazz. And bro, the one thing that I, I love that you mentioned was about time, you know, about like, that's what we measure, like growing up. That's all we wanted. All we wanted was time with our parents. 
specifically our father because he was never there. Like, um, it was funny. Um, I'm actually in the process of going into schools and this is like an exclusive thing I'm going to say right now. Like, I haven't told anyone this year, but my goal is actually to reach out to those that are fatherless, you know, connect to, to the kids out there that are young and actually kind of be the father figure in their life, not physically, but actually go into school and actually meet them where they are. Because at the moment now, there are there are fathers out there. And it's not even just kids that are fatherless. It's probably kids out there that do have a father, but he's not present. Like, he's too busy at work. You know what I mean? And so, for, for me, like, my goal is to, you know, for kids out there that don't know their father, like yourself. Um, like, I want to be able to build a fund where I'm able to connect, like, someone like yourself to their parents, you know? To, to focus on building that. You know, you, like you had Matthew, a guy named Matthew that was able to connect you to your father. And it's like, that's what I want to do. You know, my, my heart's longing for that. And so that's why I was like, bro, this is crazy, man. It's crazy that we're talking about this, bro. And, it, and, and like to me, or I think to us, this is something that's real touching because, you know, the moments of us growing up, um, you know, in our life, there's been a lot of moments where we wanted to fill in that gap. We wanted to, to have a father in our life to actually be there. You know, there was one thing that I mentioned, I was like, Man, there was a lot of moments where I succeeded in life and all I wanted was my dad to be there, just to be present, and he was never there. And I'm guessing I'm guessing that's something that you can relate to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like uh, I said, when, when you said present, I said present at the same time. So like, <laughs> I know exactly how you feel, man. Yeah. Bro, this is amazing, bro. This, like, I really felt like this, this podcast was, um, was uh, you know, I got, I'm, a, I'm a believer too. And like I do believe that this is probably a, a God ordained thing, bro. And I think I think what like what you just shared now is actually already impacting people because it's impacting me. And I feel like if it impacts me, bro, it must be able to impact other people, man. Like one hundred percent, bro. And so, um, yeah, man. So what I want to do right now is um, there was another thing that you spoke about, and like, bro, like I don't want to. Um, kind of pressure you to share anything. So by all means, oh, man, man, like you can share, like you can, you can share like into like as details you want. But uh, I heard the second thing that you mentioned and it was about sexual abuse. Now I know that this may be touching to people out there. So I just want to give a yeah, disclaimer yeah. to people that um, like this may get real deep. And um, if this does get deep, I encourage you to stop. Um, I encourage you to stop listening to the podcast or potentially go into the next segment. I'll, I'll try and like work on it. The only reason I say this is because I know that a lot of people are probably going through this right now, you know, it might be really sensitive. So uh, I just wanted to put a disclaimer out there, but yeah, bro, the second thing I wanted to kind of talk about in terms of your setback, because these people don't realize that these are the setbacks that have actually made you who you are. You know, this is like, if, if you didn't go through these setbacks, um, you wouldn't be the person that you are now. And so I really want to get deep into this. And so the second thing I want to kind of talk about was, um, yeah, the, the moment where you said that you were sexually abused because, yeah, I think it, that'll kind of bring a lot of light into other people's, um, you know, world. So, bro, could you kind of get into a bit of detail um, just uh, just yeah, into yeah. What, 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 like, what happened there? Was it, was it when you were young? So it was when I was really young. So yeah. I never actually lived, like, properly just where it was, like, you know, with your parents kind of thing. So I was always with my mum and my mum was always kind of moving around and uh, my mum was living with my older sister at the time. And uh, like we'd have cousins um, that come from all over like different villages and whatnot, you know? So when, I mean, I don't know if you know much about kava, but in Fiji, like, you know, we drink a lot of kava. Oh, bro, heavy, bro. 
So all the like all the elderly people will be drinking kava um, in the main room and whatever, and everyone's like, you, you've got your bedtime, you've got to go to bed. But the thing is, like, you don't have your own bed. Like, you have to share one bedroom. And it's got, like, one bedroom's got, like, three bunk beds. Like, <laughs> two people on one mattress, you know? Yeah. And then as kind of, like, just, you know, because, like, I'm young, so, like, I don't know nothing. So, like, whoever, like, my cousin is, like, in, like, in their teenage years, um, like, obviously, the, all their hormones are peaking and whatnot, but it wasn't right for them to, like, jump into my bunk bed and start, like, talking to me about, like, oh, like, let's do this or, like, you know, let's do that. Like, oh, let's try this. Can you do this for me? And then I'll do that for you. And then you kind of just go with it. Yeah. Because, like, you've never done it before, so you, you go with it, right? Yeah. Uh, so the first time it's, like, uh, you don't really think much about it. Then he goes and he tells all the other cousins. Then it becomes an issue. Yeah. All your other cousins were like, he's the easy one. we got to go and target him. Yeah. So the problem becomes when it is being forced on you. Yeah. You say no stop. Um, then that's why, I mean, obviously, yes, uh, like, even my first experience was, like, you know, that shouldn't be done. But yeah. because I don't know much about it and I just went with it, when you just go with something, then, like, you don't, it doesn't have that much of an impact on you. Um, but when you say no to something and it keeps going, then that's when it starts having an impact on you, you know. So this uh, one particular time, uh, two of my cousins had um, teamed up together and they just caught me on the corner. And they kind of started, you know, taking my clothes off and like forcing things on me. Yeah, well. Like, no, stop, stop. And then like, so like one cousin was like, because like I'm a kid and they're in the teenage years, you know, so like they they're much stronger. Like when when you're going through puberty, like testosterone's peaking. Oh, bro. Have, like crazy strength, right? Yeah. So like I was like agitating and trying to fight, just like like one of my cousins just holding me down tight, and like the other guys just doing whatever he wants to do. You know, so, and it gets to a point, you're just, like, you're just crying and you can't do nothing. Cause yeah. What are you going to do? Because what am I going to do? Go tell my parents. At the time, I thought if I tell my parents, I'm going to get a hiding. Oh, 100%. I'm get in trouble, you know, because, uh, and not only that, you have a fear that your cousin's going to bash you because he gives you that look, like, don't tell your mom. Because, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hit you, you know. So, it's just that you hold on to that fear and you don't say anything. Um, but it wasn't until later on in life I realized how that impacted me. You know? So, like, two things I picked up on. Because that was um, opposed on me, um, I did the same thing on my girlfriend. Now, I know this sounds terribly wrong, but um, not my current girlfriend, but uh, my ex that I was for. Yeah, for well. a very long time. Um, and I had kept asking, like, like, you know, can we do something? Can we do something? And I kept negotiating until she said kind of yes, but yeah. yes was very pressured. Wow. And then not until it happened, I realized that, because obviously she was uh, affected very emotionally. And, and that is when I realized and woke up to myself that I'm doing something that happened to me because the thing I didn't realize is 
it, it becomes like a normal thing. So yeah. you don't see it as a problem. You know what I mean? So yeah. what you go through is kind of what you do in a way. Mm. Like I was saying earlier before when we started, you know. Um, so like it almost broke my relationship. And, and you know, but a uh, good thing was like everything happens for a reason. So um, I reevaluated myself and I knew that that was something that I wanted to work on. So, and I did exactly that, you know, so I started working on my communication skills and someone said, no, no means no. And that, that was it. Um, uh, but also like it, it creates a, a body image issue. Mm. Because when you're saying no to someone and they're still trying to expose you, you've kind of develops an underlying issue with how you look. Yeah. You know, because now when I look like this, it's because I feel that if I look like this, I'm superior to everyone and yeah. I'm going to try something like that. You know yeah. I mean? So, I mean, yeah, man, like that's, that's, that's the story. And um, that's how I kind of addressed it. And I, I kind of went through it as well myself, you know. Um, I also created like, oh, um, so just just before I hand it over to you, um, you know how we were speaking about uh, parents not being there? Yeah. Um, I realized one of the issues it created for me was an attachment issue. So I was very attached to my girlfriend, like, you know, like in Australia, they call it whipped. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, for 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 me, it was more so I was seeking that that um like attention that I didn't have as a kid. Yeah. So I was always attached to my partner, and even even till now, and like you know, um, like my girlfriend now thinks I'm like clingy, like you know, or people like to call it a stage five clinger. But you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud. I'm a proud stage five clinger, man. I'm proud. Come on, bro. That, you know? <laughs> no, I'm the same. I'm the same point, bro. I'm the same as you, bro. Yeah, yeah. And and my girl loves it, man. So it, uh, if if she loves it, then nothing else matters. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's crazy, man. You know, one thing I want to state, just to add on to that, man. Uh, it's all about needs. You know, everyone has a need that not not a want. It's not it's like I'm not talking about want. I'm talking about needs. There's a, there's a specific need that we all need in life, and. You know, I, I, I can relate to you when you're talking about, you know, not having like like um your your father there, um, you know, growing up. It's like you people don't realize like when you're a parent that like that like your your position as a mother or father is very important. And 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 you and and you won't know until your kids like will tell you in like 20, 30, 40 years like forty years later, when they're like, I'm so grateful that you're here. Like for me, I, I've learned um because I haven't had my father around, um, there was a lot of mistakes I had made in life. And it would have been a lot more cool just to have my dad to have a talk with, you know. Like, one thing I shared um, on, on social media was, like, my pornography addiction, you know. And uh, funny enough, that's that's a taboo, um, you know, like, subject, and it's very touchy. And it's not easy to talk about as well. 100%, man. Um, and yeah. I felt like if, if my dad was there, because, you know, my mom wasn't going to talk to me about it. Because, obviously, she's all, she's like, all she's focusing on is, like, um, like building... I'm not building my relationship, but like building myself up because, you know, in terms of my lifestyle, you know, like we weren't like, we weren't like kind of like the richest out there. Like, you know, those moments where we had to, to eat uh toast, toast for breakfast, lunch and dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. in terms of like being 
poor or living in poverty. And so I realized with my mom, like she was just focusing on building us up and making sure that we like um, that we will maintain and that we're all good in terms of, you know, living under a roof and having food on the table. But if my dad was there, it would have been a big difference in terms of him actually kind of, kind of telling us and disciplining us saying like, yeah, you shouldn't do this. Um, and I, I, I really feel people that like out there um, that, that don't have fathers or even parents in general, like they don't have any parents um, in their lives, like how much of a difference it can make. But the thing is, I love that they don't make that as an excuse. You know, we like, we're not making that as an excuse for us not to succeed or for you, you know, now being a father, like you're not going to make that excuse to be like, Oh, because I live, uh, because I actually lived that, um, that experience, I'm going to allow my, my daughter to go through that. And you're like, no, that's not, that's not what's going to happen. I'm going to make sure that I'm there everywhere because you know that that's a need. That was a need in your life. So therefore it's like, all right, I want to like place that into my own, my own um, kind of children. Which is, oh man, this is so intense, bro. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. But honestly, man, I love these conversations because these are conversations that not a lot of people have, um, especially on, on a podcast. And so um, th- this is the reason why I love doing this. You know, I love to get deep and I get to um, expose you in a positive way, you know, for people to actually understand, like, there's actually a story behind Michael Palmer that he's not just this jacked up dude, as they would say, or like, you know, or a gym junkie or all that jazz. You know, I'm just thinking how other people would think. Um, but this is actually a real genuine guy that has a big story, right? He has a big story. He's not only big in himself, but he has a big story that a lot of people don't know. And I feel like there are people out there that only focus on what they see and not focus on the real thing behind and like bro that's the reason why man i really feel like there was a real purpose as to why we had to get you on board and bro i ain't stopping man we're still gonna go because i I feel like there's (laughs) i I feel like there's a lot in you man that i think a lot of people i feel like like if they're listening right now they're like man i want to know more about this guy yeah like even funny enough like um talking about like you know how people don't know me and stuff uh one of my very very good friends now when I met him in this gym in 2018, right, uh, or 2017, um, when he saw me at the gym, like he's from New Zealand, he's never seen me before. Uh, I spoke to him, said hi, blah, blah, blah. We spoke every now and then. The first time I spoke to him, I was on the treadmill, whatever, and he was asking me if I was competing. So I, I was just very neutral about everything. Then he was going around telling everyone, like, uh, who is this Michael Apana dude? Who does he think he is? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he thinks he can lift all his weight. And, you know, it's like, oh, he thinks he's all that. And then now he's, like, actually one of my really good mates. <laughs> it's like my rider. Like, he tells people, he goes to everyone and is like, this is my, this is my rider. <laughs> um, that's because, like, and because, like, he didn't know me, know me, you know? Like, yeah. he just knew, like. He just knew like what he got a glimpse of on the outside, but he actually never had a conversation with me or anything like that, you know. So all he saw was me lifting out and banging out heaps of weight and just big muscular dude walking around. And that, that's all he knew. Like, you know, he didn't, didn't ask me like, oh, where are you from? Or like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, like, it's so funny. There's like so many boys in this gym. I, I can tell you like story after story that they have said something about me that was so negative and I actually got to know them and now they think I'm like the best dude ever that they've met. It's actually crazy, man. Like, you know, 
um, one of the other guys here, um, uh, like long story short, <clears throat> uh, I approached him because of his situation, but um, I just wanted to talk to him, but he actually thought I, I was going to hit him or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he started talking, he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, you think you're all that, you're going to hit me? He's like, I oh, bro. I was like, no, no, I didn't even say anything yet. <laughs> when, when your ego just, kicks on? <laughs> I was like, just give me a second, just hear me out, you know. Bro, was this at the gym? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, his pre-workout was probably kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I spoke to him and, bro, he was so touched. Like, he shook my hand. He was like, man, I appreciate you so much. And then I, I left work that day. I went to get a haircut. And I get a message and he's like, oh, I really appreciate you coming up to me and talking to me. He's like, it takes a real man to do that. You know, he's like, I've got so much respect for you. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, wow, like, he goes, you can only see so much on the outside, but when you actually get to know someone, it's so different, you know? Um, I mean, even my, my my girlfriend now, she thought I was a big punk player. <laughs> <laughs> bro, and like, bro, actually, I can resonate with you when it comes to the um, the stereotype, you know? Um, as much as I work as a well-being officer in the school and the kids know me as, you know, Mr. Josh and, and that, you know, like he's supposed to be the one that, um, you know, helped me. The media doesn't portray that well. You know, they 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 perceive you know the the big dogs or the guys that are tough as security guards and and certain things like that. And so sometimes, like, there's students out there that look at me and they're like, "Oh, I don't know if I could share it." But then what I need to do is I actually need to work my butt off just to kind of yeah. gain a bit of like safety and be like, "No, nah, it's okay." Like, whatever you say, and I won't tell like anyone unless obviously. It, it, like it harms if you're gonna harm yourself or it's gonna hurt other people or you're gonna be in real danger that's the only time I would but there are actually and it's funny it's not just like the kids it's actually people too like I'll go to the gym bro and I'll say hello to someone and then they just get frightened and it's like you know what I mean like they get frightened just because of the way I, I look and obviously it doesn't help when you're an islander because you're that big yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, I mean like that's a that's a natural feeling anyway for people to feel that way you know but um, yeah 100 percent. it's uh it's not unless and until like people like us have conversations like that people become aware of things and and only when you're aware of things you can actually you know change change how you think and how you feel uh, but without knowing <laughs> what's going on you're actually just guessing it you know yeah and I think even that too man like um the one thing that everyone's really good at is creating stories. Like <laughs> I, I, I say this all the time to like, like I said it on like one of my videos, I was like the greatest, the greatest storyteller in the world that I know is me because I love creating all these fast, fascinating stories that, that are not even true. You know, especially about people, man. Like I always like have this thing of like, you know, I'll judge person, I'll judge someone and be like, Oh yeah, this person probably, you know, I think he's all that, but it's like, but once I listen to their story, it becomes a big game changer. And I feel like there's there's going to be people out there that are going to listen to this and be like, yeah, I have mad respect now for Michael because he's he shared his story. And it's like, man, I'm more touched on who he is as opposed to what he does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, life isn't easy. If it was easy, then everyone will be happy forever and everyone will be a billionaire. So it's just what you make of it, you know. So it's how you channel everything um, into what you want to do. So uh, for people out there that's listening, you know, um, every little disappointment or setbacks are 
those are things that are meant to happen to teach you something. But take all that, whatever's happened, like try and see what you can do for like positive from it, you know, like yeah. positivity out of it rather than being like letting it be a setback and being down about it. Because you know what, like nothing's going to change if you just sit there and you just worry about it and worry about it constantly. Like, look, it's, it's okay to worry about it and be sad about it. Yeah, that's okay. But to like continually, like, you know, continue that is, is not healthy. Um, yeah. Anyway, so you know, once you've had that, once you've like, you, you need to kind of let it out anyway. And once you've let it out, you just kind of sit back, reassess, and uh, you go again. You know. So, um, I don't know if you've heard of this saying, but um, uh, it goes like God gives His uh, um, like you know, worst battles to his uh, strongest soldiers. hundred percent. And and I take it is uh, if 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 I'm going through like a rough period, like you know, like. I know of people, and it's, this has happened to me as well. And it's like it's like one bad thing after the other, after the other, and it's just like, and you're like, oh, like why me? What did I ever do to anyone? You know, but um, it's actually like every little thing is teaching you something in life. Yeah, it's like you know, you got to take the positive out of it, man. Can't be like you know, oh, be sad about it, because once you start channeling everything into positivity, man, I'm telling you, like you change your life forever, forever. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And like you're, like you're actually a great example of that. You know, like, like if you guys haven't been picking up on it, like this guy didn't have his father around. He he was sexually abused at a young age, and as a result, that actually affected his relationship with his, um, you know, his ex girlfriend. And he's gone through a lot of stuff. And it's funny because this is before, right? Before, like, we even. It's funny we haven't really talked much about like your PT journey and stuff like that. We've been speaking a lot more about your story. Yeah. And about some of the things, and this is people don't realize this. It's like the things that happen um, outside of your work or outside of you know, um, like outside of like your relationship. You know, all these things actually, um, you know, things in like your personal life. These are the things that actually make the the real dramatic effect, whether it's positive or negative. You know, and the cool thing is with with Michael, he's actually shifted that. He's actually turned that negative and a positive. He mentioned that at the start, you know, he mentioned that at the start of the podcast he was mentioning that, you know, that's the thing that he really loves to do is actually utilize, you know, negativity or the things that are going wrong in the world and change that into positivity. And it's funny because he's also doing that with his clients. You know, when he has clients with him, he's doing the exact same thing that he was doing in his own life. I don't know if you realize that Barry, but that's what I realized. I realized that that's exactly what you're doing for your client. Yeah, I've been I've been told that many times, man. So even like you know, I've, I've been to church and uh, uh, my pastor will be praying for for the whole church and he'll have a vision and he'll just stop and he'll be like, "Son, like you know, like he goes, you're meant to do this and this is how you're helping people because you've been through all this and this is your purpose in life, you know." So I'm just I'm just serving the purpose in my life. But if if anything, man, like what I do today, it brings me like ultimate happiness like nothing come on makes me more happy to see a person's life change and see a big smile on their face like no money can ever buy that for me no 100 bro and that's a that's a that's a cool thing bro that you that you mentioned about like it's like your field like it's like your fool bro like every time you come to work you're like bro even even if something even if it's something so small it's like that's not gonna stop me because the vision and my why is so much bigger exactly man and and even like 
Like, I promise you, I've never in my PT life, I've woken up and be like, shit, it's Monday. I hate it. You know, it's never been that way, man. I'm, I'm always like, man, I'm so keen for Monday. I can't wait to go and catch up with, you know, Juliet and what she did over the weekend and see, you know, if she's followed her plan or whatnot, you know. So, um, yeah, man, I, like, I love what I do. So, like, for me, I'm, I'm living the dream. But... I'm only living the dream because I allowed myself to, because I yeah, come on, man. into positivity, you know? So uh, whoever's listening out there, you can live your dream too. It's just how you channel it. hundred percent, man. And even though, yeah, like it's, it's all based on like what you do with it. Like, like that's, that's a cool thing about you, bro. Cause you actually utilize your setback and you utilize the setback to actually set yourself up for a win. Because look at you now, bro, like you're, you're actually able to open up about this. I feel like there are people out there probably listening to this that are being sexually abused, probably don't have a father out there or, or, or have gone into a relationship um, where obviously it's been torn down, you know, or many other things that you mentioned today. Like there's a lot of relatability that I believe that people are listening um, onto this. And so, bro, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, and there was a third thing that you mentioned about, you know, the, like, do, like, do you remember the, like, the third setback? I think it was about your, um, your ex in terms of baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Uh, just, okay, so, um, so I got into a relationship with her when I was 17. Um, so also, like, one of the things, um, my advice to people is, like, um, always be certain of what you want to do. So, like, being 17, you're a teenager, you actually don't know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> even, though, even, though, even though you feel, you know, like, like you may feel like it, like, that you know everything, but you don't. Yeah, so when I was 17, like, I got this girlfriend, and she was kind of from, the background kind of relates back to where I'm from. And uh, she filled in all the blanks that I didn't have as a kid. Yeah. Uh, where my parents were supposed to fill the blanks. Uh, which I don't blame my parents for anyway. I mean, so I kind of just stuck onto that. Yep. And um and and like you know it was flowing really well, but um like I still didn't know, know what I wanted like deep down inside. Like I thought just everything. Growing up, I thought everything was just meant to fall into place by itself. And, yeah. Uh, so actually, what had happened was um. Uh, I used to have a lot of arguments with her um, and I'm the type of person that like even though I'm wrong um, sometimes I used like this is like the old me right yep yep even though I know I was wrong I still used to do it because I knew that I could get away with it yep uh, which is which is a bad trait to have you know and um, each time we had a fight and I I was never the one to hold on to anything. Yeah. I was just like that since I was I was little, you know. So every time we'd had a fight, I just I want her to like forgive me instantly, and so we can just get back on with our lives. And because I just wanted to be happy all the time, but like I also need to understand like she's a female, and female is different to us. You know, they take they take more time to kind of relax down and cool down a little bit before everything get better so i was always trying to look for improvements in in, into my relationship so what had actually happened i went to work one day and i was really upset because i I had a massive fight at home and one of my clients actually picked it up on me um and this is i want to share something as well 
um, before I go any further. Uh, some people take kindness as flirting, which is not a good thing, you know. So I think for my client, because now I'm because of the person that I am, I think yep. she interpreted it in yep. the wrong way. Yep. Um, and even my girlfriend today, she's like, "Oh, you were flirting with me like when you weren't supposed to," and I'm like, "No, I wasn't." She's like, "Yeah, you were." I'm like, "How so?" She's like, "Oh, you were just being so nice." I'm like, "Well, being nice is not flirting." <laughs> As a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people, some people take like kindness as flirting, you know. So yeah, well. I always like, uh, like it's not that I treated her differently to any other of the rest of my clients but i think she took it in the wrong way so her energy towards me was kind of different but mm-hmm. i didn't understand that like i thought that's how she was as a person but i didn't see it coming so i was really upset so she saw me she was like hey like you don't see yourself what's going on i'm like oh no it's all right like just some stuff going at home i'm like it's nothing got to do with you it doesn't affect you we'll just do our session I'll smash it out. She's like, no, 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 like, you know, she's like, I've never seen you like this. And it's like, she's like, I've known you for a while. And like, kind of makes me upset that you're like this. So I shared my story with her and I told her what happened. And she's like, oh, maybe you should do this. So I was like, okay, so I went home. So I thought, okay, so this is a female's perspective. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should try it. And I, I tried it and it worked and it was amazing. I was like, whoa, like I should get a female's perspective. <laughs> All the time. All the time, bro. Because I'll be perfect, you know? So, and it kept happening. And because I let that keep happening, I kind of... So what she was doing was filling in the blanks that were missing in my relationship. Yeah. Because that, that, that was being filled there, I started having feelings for that person. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I had to go and tell my girlfriend. And then... And then Pretty much after that, everything was just a shitstorm. Yep, yep, yep. And um, it was a back and forth of going into a relationship, breaking up, in and out, and in and out. Um, even like my mom became an alcoholic because of it. You know, like because I try to go back into the relationship, I try to fix it. So, and and she became very insecure, which is normal. Uh, yeah. Which was expected, and I knew that. But every little thing was turning into a fight. Like I'd come home and if I was getting petrol on the way home, I'd be a little bit late. Then I'd get questioned like, why were you so late? And I get that. But after a while, it started becoming frustrating. And I'm like, you know, like, like, like you can't just keep doing this to me. Like we need to kind of move on from this. Yeah. And because we were always fighting, my mom kind of, saw that all the time and me being upset so it kind of impacted my mom emotionally quite a lot and her escape was um alcohol yeah and an alcoholic and then now she started having fights with my stepdad because my stepdad was like the only reason i didn't marry the girl before you was because she's an alcoholic and now i'm married to you you'll become an alcoholic that. Yeah, well, and like they're actually having talks about like oh having a divorce and stuff. So I was like, oh shit, like this is all on me. Like well, because of what I did, like look where I am. My mom's an alcoholic; she's about to have a divorce. Like, I'm really bad at home, so I had to kind of like make make a decision and see how I can fix that. You know, so I was like, hey, like you know, um, 
uh, let's let's have a baby. Maybe <laughs> maybe this will bring us closer. Um, which was never a good idea because it made everything much worse. You know? Yep. Um, but you know, like I said, it is what it is, man. Um, um, I tried to try to be there as much as I could, but um, I guess some things weren't meant to be. Um, and you know, we all just moved on from that. So, yeah. But there's a lot that I learned through that. You know, um, that is the time when I found Jesus and. Um, and God, and that's that's when He actually really saved me. Um, uh, God is also a savior for my mom because uh, she's alcohol free for ever since she's found Christ. Come on, man! Come on, yeah, yeah. it's amazing, bro. But I just want to say, man, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, you know, one thing I praise a lot, and this is for everyone out there or anyone that comes on. Um, thank you for sharing that story because. Bro, you, like you could have chose not to say the certain things that you've mentioned, but you did anyways. Um, and it's cool because I, I, funny enough, like when I when I ask these certain questions, I don't pressure people. I just say it's up to you. Like you don't have to get into all the details, but you did. Yeah. And no, I like and, I like giving details, you know, because then people can have more of a clear understanding. A hundred percent, bro. That's that's me too, bro. I'm, I'm on the same page. That's the only reason why I'd share so many so much detail into certain things because it gives them more clarity as to exactly what I'm trying to tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of beats yeah, yeah, their, right. their story. Rather than, rather than just people assuming, you know. Yes, yes. They have more of a clarity. So, uh, you know, like at the end of the day, like like we're all humans and we all make mistakes, you know, but um, don't let your mistakes ruin you. Like try to learn from your mistakes and see how you can improve back in life. You know? So my relationship now is actually the best thing that's ever happened to me because the communication that I have is like, extremely rare like you wouldn't ever see a relationship like my i'm not trying to like boast or anything but i'm only talking about it is because i'm proud of it and like i wouldn't be there if i if it wasn't for what i had been going through you know like if we have a fight i swear it will last like maybe max two hours come on come on bro because because like the communication is on point man like if i do something she'll be like hey like i understand you're trying to do this but it it makes me feel this way kind of uncomfortable so if you can kind of meet me halfway i'd appreciate it and because the approach is that way like you actually want to do it you know yeah so it's like rather than like for example right um i'll give like a quick example um she'll be like uh okay your girlfriend could be like Oh, why are you liking that girl's photo on Instagram? Oh, you like her? You should go be with her. Then you'd probably like get fired up because how she's approached her, you know? Like, and like, as opposed to if she came to you like, hey, babe, how you going? Like, you know, I just want to bring it up with you that yep. I saw that you like this person's photo on Instagram. And, and like, I feel that she's hotter than me. And like, it kind of makes me uncomfortable when you like a photo. So, like, Every, I'd really appreciate it if you don't do that from now on because, like, you know, like, I want you to respect what we have in a relationship or kind of meet me halfway kind of thing. Then that's so much of a better approach than just, like, going ape shit at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%, man. But I'm thankful that you shared that because people people don't realise, um, like, I, like, this is what I've seen, and, like, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds to me that for you the only reason why you are so like on point when it comes to communicating in terms of arguments 
The only reason why you are so on point there is because you've learned the mistakes that you've made in your previous relationship. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If, it, if it wasn't for all of that, I wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, do all the things that I'm doing now in, in, in my relationship. So, I mean, it's it's amazing. And if, if anything, it's amazing. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful every day, you know. And, um, it's never never a dull day. Even even those dull moments is like like maybe last for about sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it'll be like, oh, I'm sorry I behaved this way, and I'm sorry that I made you feel this way. You know, you know that I love you, and uh, I don't like these things happening. But it's it's normal for couples to have fight, and you know, and that's that's us. It's normal. Like these things are normal. Don't be too upset about it. And don't hold it against each other. Um, like, and then we just make it up. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, legit, man. And so, Barry, so knowing that you've mentioned all about these setbacks that you have went through, um, what what are some of the learning curves that, that that you went through that you can possibly share to those that are listening? Something, some things that you've learned in terms of like this last setback that I've talked about. Oh, probably all three of them, bro. Kind of all three, like just overall, man. Like, what's like up to you, man? Like how you do it, but like, what's some of the things that you've learned? Well, in terms of uh, like relationship. Um, communication is always key. Now, it's always easy to say, yeah, communication is key. But in saying that, it's the approach that counts. Yes, yeah. communication needs to be there. But it's always the approach that will always matter. It's how you approach a situation, is, which is going to tell you if you're going to end up into an argument or if it's going to be solved in a good way. You know, um, uh, But overall, like... Uh, from everything that I've spoke about, um, just for the people that are listening out there, just know that it's okay to feel things and be upset and whatnot. It's okay to do all that, um, but always analyze, yep. and see how you can progress from it. You know, because um, it's normal for us humans to just be upset and sad about it, and actually don't do nothing about it because you think tomorrow's a new day. I'm gonna wake up. Yeah, but it's actually never going to leave your mind. So you always need to analyze everything that you did, uh, everything that sorry that that you've gone through, and um, see how you can like take the positives out of that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's something that I was listening to this whole time, bro. Just analyze, 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 analyze. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like um, that's that's yeah. cool, bro. And um, another thing is just like, you know, you want to always stay hungry mm. um, and not, not as in like, not, not as in like be greedy. Cause like when I say always stay hungry, like people are like, oh, like this guy is only is like his money making machine, but it's not that it's like be hungry as in like always like tell yourself what's next because yep. you're always progressing, uh, and progressing and learning for your own self, you know? So you're always learning something new and you're progressing. So, so it doesn't always have to be about money. It can be about um, your emotions and feelings and whatnot as well. Yeah. Now, 100%, like, um, one thing I've learned through life is that, yeah, never, never, like, become content in what you do, but never become satisfied. Always think about there's always more that you can do but then again, like you have to place a limitation, you know, <laughs> you have to kind of limit yourself to be like, okay, this is, and I think like you would know this based on being a PT, like this is the reason why you it's best to go with like just taking small steps and actually having little goals. Like one thing I've learned from you, bro, is that you always, 
kind of encourage your um, and it's funny like you haven't told me this but I've seen it I've seen what you've done in terms of your clients like one of the things you do is you get them to do kind of the 10k steps like get them to do yeah. kind of like 10,000 steps like just get 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 walking get active and I, it's funny I was thinking about that today when I was at the gym I was like but that's the one thing I actually got out of this guy was that like yeah. you know it's all about moving it's all about kind of having that little small goal and then obviously building up from there so, I mean, it would be kind of out of context, but, like, I'll just quickly touch base on that. Uh, so, um, doing 10K step, uh, steps probably averages about about 480 to 550 calories that is burnt. You know? Yeah. If I was to tell you, um, hey, like, part of your program, I want you to go and uh, do 50 minutes on the treadmill and get 400 calories, you know, like, well, what is the likelihood of you doing that every single day? But when I tell you, like, oh, you, you got to do 10K steps, and uh, it's much easier because, like, you're gonna, like, uh, maybe I'll, like, for example, you went grocery shopping, you know, like, you do maybe 10 laps or you park your car really far away from the shops trying to crack your 10, 10K steps. It, it creates, it becomes a little bit more fun, you know, yeah. than just being in one place and just walking for 50 minutes. Yeah, man. So, yeah, and that's, that's all I'm trying to create is uh, get people to move a little bit more um, without realizing it. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's that's a that's a great tactic. You know, you want to try and make it easy, like kind of easier for them to actually start achieving their goals. I think one thing a lot of um, people do, especially when you don't have a PT, like like a personal trainer helping you, this is the reason why PTs, are um, they, they exist, is to actually help you on your journey, on your fitness journey, to get to your goals. Um, but one thing I had learned, and this is based on listening to people tell me this, just from like, you know, them being at the gym, it's like, I don't know why I'm not achieving the goals that I want. It's like, oh, well, the reason why is because like you've created like this this massive goal that you want to achieve by next week. It's like you got to start small. Like you actually like there was one guy that he said, oh, I want to lose 50 kilos by next week. I was like, oh, here we go. Like we got we got an overachiever that is wanting to achieve that. It's like you need to cut like you need to kind of set some small goals before hitting those big goals. Yeah, man, I, I get that all the time. Like, I, I'd get clients uh, coming here and, um, like, you know, they're skinny and I'll tell them, like, okay, let's start working on some of the goals. Yeah. We'll talk about your 12-week goals, talk, talk about your six-month goal, and talk about your 12-month goal. And I'll start. We're like, so what do you think your six-month goal is? Like, and we're like, oh, like, I want to look like you. No. <laughs> like, Oh, like, like it's it's like it's really not that easy, you know. Like yeah. Your muscle putting on muscle takes a lot of time. Yeah. You know, so a lot of food, a lot of time, a lot of money unless, too. Exactly. Unless you're very genetically gifted, um, I know of so many people they just look at weights, they touch weights, and they just blow up, blow up. You know, but that's because genetically they're very superior. Yeah. Um, and it's scientifically proven that. You know, People are genetically superior to putting on muscle quicker than others. Uh, but in saying that, everyone can put on muscle. Everyone 100%. Muscle. Um, it's just, you know, determination, uh, consistency, um, and, and just the sustainability, you know, how long you can sustain something for. So, uh, and like you were saying before, um, the key to all of that, uh, the key to ultimate success is small goals. Without small goals, you can't get to the top. You know, it's like if you're going to climb a mountain, you need to start from the bottom and, and go to towards the top. Or, or 
Well, for example, like building building a house, you can't build a house from the roof down. <laughs> you got to start the floor. You got to start with the foundation, and you got to slowly work your way up before you can actually put the uh, roof on your house. So, kind of the same thing. Everything applies in life as well. You know, so ultimate success comes from uh, small little goals until you get to like yeah it's it's amazing it's great to be very ambitious and dream big and i always encourage everyone to dream big you know yeah um, but you always gotta set small goals like i'm not sure if you saw my story the other day um one of my mates and he's a client of mine as well um he he actually wanted to be the strongest powerlifter in australia but no one believes in him <laughs> but i told him you know what <laughs> Don't worry about what anyone else says. You can unlock unlimited amount of greatness. You just got to believe in yourself. I do. Yeah. I believe in you. If I believe in you, you should believe in yourself too. Yeah, come on. And um, it's like it's it's changed how he thinks about everything. So now he's like, like he's, that's all the support that I needed. And now he's, he's like, I'm going to go and prove all these people wrong and whatnot. You know? And um, he's just very humbled by it that like someone – like me can believe in him, you know, because he's always looked up to me and I uh, looked up to my the type of work I do because he's a PT as well. And yeah. He's always looked up to me, you know, so like, and it's coming from me towards him is like kind of very, it's just like, you know, like if you look up to someone and they they say like, I believe in you, you can do yeah. this. It's like a, kind of a, like an unreal feeling, man. So, yeah. Which, which like, I didn't do that on purpose. Like, I do actually believe in him. Yeah, 100%. Just like all my other clients, man. Like, I believe in every single one of them. Um, everyone has to, everyone has an ability to unlock their full potential. So, it's just, you know, they don't know it yet. So, yeah. by hiring me as, like, by having me as a PT, obviously I have all these conversations with them and then I make them realize things like, hey, you're doing this this way. Did you realize you're doing it because of this? I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. You know, so, um, yeah, man, I just got to start small and that's 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 the key to everything. You just got to start small and keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, no, bro, that's amazing, bro. It's amazing that, that, that you're, you're still impacting people you know, you're, you're still kind of investing into the one, which is cool because that's something that um, that I believe in in terms of the podcast. I've like always, you know, really focusing on impacting the one. And I do believe that you've impacted the one. Um, you've already impacted the one, bro. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but, bro, like what I want to do now is like we're, like we're probably going to wrap it up now. But what I want to do, man, I want to I wanna hear uh, in terms of the vision, bro. What, what's the vision behind Michael Pana in terms of being a PT or even even in terms of body bodybuilding? What, what's, what's, the, what's the initial goal, bro? What's the initial vision? So uh, for myself? Yeah, yeah, for yourself, bro. Yeah. So right now, um, so like I was mentioning before, um, I always get to a point in life where I say what next. So for me, I don't think being a competitive bodybuilder is anywhere uh, on, on, in my books anymore. That's only because I'm a father now. So, you know, uh, being a competitive bodybuilder requires quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't want to rob uh, my time with my daughter from her. So... Yeah, and I don't want to like. I'm not sure, but like, if you've seen a bodybuilder that's diving into show, they always like in the zombie mode. I don't want to give that to my daughter. Yeah, like, yeah. Be full of energy and whatnot. So for me, it's kind of like okay. So uh, what next? So for myself, 
Um, now I've been doing coaching for quite a while. So the next step for me is um, kind of I want to go with um, um, doing some apparel. Nice. So not not for like, um, not not trying to be like Muscle Nation or anything big like that, but just apparel for people that I've worked with. You know? Yeah. So, um, so whoever I've coached is, you know, will have access to my apparel. It's kind of uh, representing my brand. Um, and then eventually as I get um, maybe later on to this year, I'm looking at into teaching Cert 3 and Cert 4 in fitness. Nice. Um, and then at the same time, I will, I'm looking into in the future, uh, I want to coach coaches, you know, so I want to coach people on how to get clients and retain clients because that's something that no one helped me with. And yep. I struggled a lot at, but I asked it, man, like I actually uh-huh. nailed it and it was no fluke, you know. Um, I put in hard work, put in the hard yards, and I got there. So I just, me as a coach for other coaches, what I want to do is I want to take all the guesswork out for them, and I don't want them to make all the same mistakes. Yeah. I want I want to see more coaches out there because, um, as, you, as you know, we live in a society where body image is such a big thing. So obviously um, the type of coaches we're going to have is going to have a very big impact on society. So I want nothing but the best coaches out, out yeah. in our society, you know what I mean? So that's where I'm headed in, in the next few years. I want to I start actually work on my brand and then start coaching coaches. That's hectic, bro. I love it, man. I love it. I love the vision, bro. Uh, I love that you're wanting to, yeah, obviously create your own kind of brand, not because you're wanting to, you know, I wouldn't say it's for the fame or for money. It's actually for the impact. Like you're really wanting yeah, yeah. to give it to those that actually have been impacted by you, uh, which will actually make a, a big difference in terms of, or like a big distinguish between you kind of giving your apparel to your client as opposed to people just buying it just because. Like I feel like people buy it for the story, and I feel like, bro, you have a real touchy story behind it. And the cool thing is, bro, you, like you have the platform here right now. Like people can just listen to your, um, to this podcast and be like, okay, that's the reason why, like, like that's the reason why he's my coach. And that's the reason why he's my personal trainer. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, not, not everyone gets to know my story as much detail as, as you just did right now. Um, that's only because like, I know there was a reason behind this. So, like, you know, I just went all in. Um, I, I think um, my current girlfriend probably wouldn't even know the whole detail too. <laughs> she probably, she probably I, I mean, like, she knows, like, all bits and pieces, but not so much in thorough detail, you know. But, um, but I'm not afraid to share my story at all, man. Like, I want people to know that, like, these things are normal and uh, you just you can turn your life um, around from it and just think positively and, you know, create something out of it. Positively as well. Yeah, man. No, 100%, bro. 100%, man. I was going to say thank you so much, bro, for taking out your time. Um, you know, this is, we're actually like, like, like we're, we're now in 30 minutes in, bro, uh, which is, no, but which is cool, man. It, it's certainly cool because this is all part of the, the podcast, man, just having a conversation um, and certain things like that. And so, bro, like just to finish it up completely, um, one thing I love to do is to finish off with an encouragement or just um, something that's on your heart, man. Um, it can be anything, bro. It can be based on your story. It can be based on you being a PT or your bodybuilding or even just life in general, man. So is there, is there like some sort of an encouragement that you can possibly share to those that are listening? Um, so, you know, 
um, I've, I've said it <laughs> again and again, um, don't let setbacks bring you down in life. Um, always try to see what positive outcomes uh, you can have from it. Um, and just as I was saying to you, like, you know, everything happens in life for a reason. So when I actually got into bodybuilding first, I got given a T-shirt. Like it's like my first bodybuilding apparel. On the back of it, it said, the pain you feel today is the strength you will feel tomorrow. Come on. Uh, can you understand that phrase and how much it applies to my actual life? You know what I mean? Like, like everything that I've been through, the pain that you feel today is the strength you will feel tomorrow. So for anyone that's out there listening and you've been through some stuff, you know, it's, um, it's, it's just a bad day. Um, you know, you, you can do this, you can overcome it, you know, you're, you're a better person, so just analyze and visualize who you want to be, believe in yourself, you know, um, even if no one believes in you, you need to believe in yourself to, to get to where you want to be, and um, there's actually so many people that, you know, who are very successful today, uh, when they shared their idea, what they wanted to do, no one actually believed in them, but look at them where they are today. So without you believing in yourself, um, it's, it's not going to happen. So always, every day when you wake up, have a goal, believe in yourself and just you know, have have little goals, write it down and, and put it. I'm telling you, it works, man. When you write down stuff and, and stick them, they actually work. So, you know, just, yeah, and just take every day as a blessing. Um, as a learning curve, um, even when something bad happens, it's, it's a learning curve for you. Just know that it's a learning curve um, because you're going to get something positive out of it, regardless of how bad it is. Um, you won't know it at the time. Like, like trust me, you won't know. Like, you're like, something will happen. You'll be like, I don't know what positive I'm getting out of this. This is just a whole, it's, that's normal. That's normal. You'll, you'll realize it sooner or later, you know, because... When you're feeling all these feelings, um, you, you're like you can't think straight. But once all those feelings come down a little bit, uh, you're able to reassess. So you know, just keep uh, striving for ultimate greatness, man. Uh, it's just like there is no better feeling in the world um, when you're knowing that you're gonna achieve something, and when you actually achieve it, you know. You know, like it's like for me, my best achievement was when I did my first bodybuilding comp. Like, no trophy actually mattered to me. I, I swear to you, even yeah. though I won like my first comp, it didn't mean nothing to me. The best feeling was me getting up there and making people proud. Like when I heard the people that love me cheer for my name, I was having goosebumps down my back. You know? I couldn't pose. Like I didn't look like a bodybuilder. Like I'm having goosebumps on stage. But that was the best feeling, man. Like people making people that people that love you, making them proud of what of your achievements is the best feeling. No money can buy that, man. Yeah. Wow. Very, very touching, man. Very touching, bro. Very touching. So guys, that that's that's it, right? That that is all that we got. But I can talk for days, where um, like with with Michael. Yeah, no, legit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, obviously, like at the moment now, of this recording, we're actually going through the COVID um, season. So um, my my goal after this, obviously, restrictions and and this COVID starts to to end and fold. Like my my goal is to 
to start bringing people in and start doing some face-to-face. So obviously, bro, there'll be another moment, bro, where we're going to talk, maybe all business. I have no clue, but we'll get, we'll get something on, um, all sorted out there, bro. So guys, that is all that we got for this um, podcast. I want to say thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you, bro, Michael, man. Thank you so much for joining on and um, jumping on board. And bro, what's, what's, the, what's, what's the best way that people can connect with you? Uh, Instagram, man. So if you want to find me, just uh, jump on my Instagram. It's Michael Apana, uh, just one word. And Apana, you spell it with A, with a double P, so A-P-P-A-N-A, and it's just underscore at the end. Um, you'll probably <coughs> see a photo of me uh, curling, doing a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's just, just a marketing tool, anyway, to get a person's attention, to drive uh, attention to my page, to see who I am and what I do. Yeah, sweet, sweet. So for those out there, yeah, that's sorry, that's the only form of social media that I'm currently using. Yep, uh, we will be doing YouTube soon. Um, I'm just filming a whole lot of content. Nice. Um, so, um, and it's um, it's nothing to like, do with like me marketing or anything. It's pretty much taking everything back to the basics of nice. Yeah, nice. Very sorry about that, man. <laughs> but guys, um, for those out there and um, that is watching this video on YouTube, um, it'll be down in the links down below in the description. Um, but if you guys um, are listening through this through Spotify and or, pod, or the Apple podcast, um, just jump onto our Instagram page and you'll be able to find him through our following. Uh, we will be following him on Instagram on the Impact Podcast Show. So guys, make sure you guys check out um, over there. Um, if you guys want to connect with Michael Pana. But guys, that is all that we got. I want to say thank you so much for everyone that is listening. Bro, thank you so much, Michael, for jumping on board. And guys, we'll see you guys in the next one.